0: And joining me for a look at the equity scene is Graeme Frank from PSG uh, Wealth Ascent in Greece. And thank you so much for your time, Graeme. quite surprised that the markets are in the red, even though we did get hold from the South African Reserve Bank, the Fed, and the Bank of England. What's the matter?
1: Well, I think we took our cue from, uh, from the U.S. markets uh, this morning. And as you say, they kept rates on hold. Um, which I think was more or less expected, but I think some of the commentary around that has meant that the futures market in the U.S., which was discounting 425 basis points cuts over the next year, so that's a one full percentage point cut, has now been trimmed to only 0.5 of a a percentage point cut over the next 12 months. And obviously, with interest rates not going as low as the market was hoping, uh, that has led to some disappointment, which is what's caused our sell-off. Um, in, in our market. But to be honest with you, I do agree that I think the South African sell off uh, was a lot worse than I was expecting. And if we look at some of the other moves of other markets, uh, we have been, uh, we've, we've
0: copped the worst of it today. Yeah. Um, just uh, delving deeper into the Saab's interest rate decision, we had three members opting for a hold and the other two for a 25 basis point hike. Uh, what did you make uh, of that decision, but also the fact that they re- revised up our economic growth for 2023?
1: yeah I was well, I was surprised, obviously it comes off a very low base yeah. um but yeah i mean i've I've always said that we should be on hold for longer. We should not be putting up rates. we should give the market some time both here and internationally to digest higher rates because there's a long lag from when you start increasing rates to when it filters through to the economy. so I was very surprised to see that two members wanted another hike. Um, As I say, our our GDP is vulnerable. There's a long lag for us to bring inflation under control. So I just think a little bit more patience is needed at this point for, for various central banks, including our own.
0: Ah, All right. Well, let's go into the company news and discovery came out with its uh, year end results today, saying that normalized operating profit increased by 24%. New business was strong except for Ping An, and then they also resumed dividends. But I actually looked at the initial reaction to those results. Uh, They were in the red by about 1%. And I'm wondering if it's maybe anything that investors didn't like there, or if maybe I'm just reading too much into the share price movements.
1: Yeah, I think the share price movement, obviously, on a day like today would be drowned out by some of the macro noise. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I personally still don't like Discovery. I think they've still got some claims in the in the system that they need to pay. The fact that they've resumed a dividend of one rand ten on a share price of 147 or 150-odd rand uh, doesn't particularly excite me. And I just think they've got some accounting issues. The market's a little bit distrustful on some of their um, their disclosure and how they move things around to get earnings per share and headline earnings per share. So, but but again, from a macro perspective, I think some of these insurers are going to take a lot longer. With the, the sort of COVID hangover to work out of the system.
0: Uh, all right. Well, let's go into uh, RimGrow also uh, posting year end results over there. Headline earnings per share up by 8.9%. That dividend up by 60%. Intrinsic net asset value per share uh, with an improvement there of 16.6%. I mean, even as the business says that this is one of the most difficult business environments to operate in since RimGrow's inception, what's your take on RimGrow's results and their positioning?
1: We uh, I, I, we do like rain grow. I think for two reasons. Number one. It's, well, for three reasons. It's an extremely well-managed company. Uh, number two, there is a very high NAV discount, net asset value discount at the moment, so you're buying the shares reasonably uh, cheaply. And number three, they're very diversified in what they offer a potential investor. So I think just a, a very quick comparison also to Naspers. We saw Naspers CEO uh, stepping down a couple of days ago, and rumors are that you know he, he hadn't really been able to to close that NAV discount plus he'd been there for 10 years. I feel the same pressure is going to come to bear on Remgro in time, that they're going to have to do something with this discount. I suppose the big difference is Remgro's got some very strong uh, long-term investors in the Rupert family, so they're not going to be doing any knee-jerk reaction as opposed to Naspers. But similar story, but you get the benefit on Remgro having a, a diversified portfolio of assets and you're buying it at a massive discount.
0: Yeah, well, Let's take a look at Astral that was punished by the markets last time I checked. It was down about uh, 9%. So they came out with a year-end trading update. Lots of headwinds coming together there, saying that uh, uh, their, their headline earnings per share could slump by as much as one hundred 65 percent load shedding hurting them a lot so what was scary is the comment that the cost to operate diesel generators is now an embedded expense burden and uh, they're forecasting that they would uh, be spending uh, that load shedding costs would be around 1.9 billion for the year what is your take on astral at the moment
1: well, you looked at it, it was down 9%. When I last looked, at it, it was down 14%. So oh,
0: my goodness. Pick
1: a number, but the market obviously didn't like the numbers. But I think Astral for us is, again, it's a well-managed business. I'm not criticizing management, but there's too many variables outside of their control. So commodity, soft commodity prices like maize and wheat is hurting them Um uh, chicken imports from brazil and south america will be hurting them so it's a bit of a random walk when it goes well it goes fantastically well but when it goes badly the share price drops 13 percent. and then you've got the poor macro environment and the increased costs as you said on the on the load shedding so uh, you may as well take a coin out of your pocket and flick it in the air it's my opinion uh, versus uh, buying astral it's, it really is just too volatile
0: yeah all right uh, well uh, let's get to your stock pick for today graham what are you hanging your hat on today
1: well, I'm still going to go for volatile as well. So uh, uh, we're going to go for implants. Um The platinum sector, by and large, has been hit hard. I looked earlier um, in the last 52 weeks, so just in the last one year, uh, implats as high as 200. I was just 234 Rand. They're currently trading at 95, so they've dropped just over 60 percent. Um, the platinum prices themselves have been disappointing, and now we, uh, we expect China to start coming on board. And, you know, we do have some level of control over platinum prices because we are the biggest producer. So I just think the whole platinum space has been hit way too hard, and Implats is a very low-cost producer. Uh, but, again, it's a single commodity name. It's going to be volatile, but I think at these levels, it's looking very good value.
0: Uh, well, thank you so much for your time, Graham. That was Graham Frank from PSG WealthSand in Greyston. We'll <laughs> be